Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my Sammy Slam and co-host, Mozzie. How we doing? I'm doing well. Got uh, got some laundry going right now, so hopefully that doesn't echo up through the, the dryer we got. Um, they, they left here. was It's a little janky, so sometimes it makes some noise, sometimes it doesn't. It comes up through the vents. So we'll... Uh, right now, I haven't heard anything the past 10 minutes, so I think we'll be good, but, you Sweet. know... If, if, if there's any background clanking, uh, that's what it is. I'm just trying to you know get my clothes dry to, to go out of town. But how, hey, how are you no. doing? Got to do the adult things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing great. I had a whole bunch of caffeine, and it hasn't worn off, so <laughs> we're doing well. Uh, you know, that's like what happens when your breakfast is coffee and then your lunch is coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the worst is when you have a bunch of caffeine and it doesn't work, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I do wrong? What did I do? Why? Like, you don't get any energy. You just get, like, the anxiety. And then <laughs> you just have a bad day. So I'm On that Dan Campbell diet. Great. <laughs> Dude, his, his order is insane there. But anyway, before we get to that game, we're going to start with Cleveland at Indy. We both have Cleveland here. 39 total. Um, this was Monday. I need, I know, I'm, I'll pull up the new totals as we go through this. Um, Cleveland was favored. It's it's a little tough with this game just because we don't know for sure about Watson. He got in some limited work today, recording Thursday, right now 5 p.m. So we'll probably be getting some news on these teams as it goes through. So the total right now is 40, and Cleveland is favored by three. Okay. Yeah, I figured it, it might move a little bit um, just because Cleveland should probably be favored by a bit more, and Watson might be coming back. Uh, I think even if it's B.J. Walker, I'm still – taking cleveland to win and cover yeah this uh, is this is a yeah. kind of rough game yeah the difference is that pj walker can go 10 of 30 but if those 10 go to amari cooper then like you know yeah they're still gonna win by a good amount <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I i didn't write him in him in explicitly but i think he's fine and usable here against the bad secondary because we saw that even PJ Walker will get him the ball, like you mentioned. Yep. Yeah, that that worked out well. Um, other injuries. It looks like Anthony Walker, who I think he got hurt in the middle of last week, he'll be good to go. On the indie side, uh, Kylan Granson, Braden Smith did not practice Thursday. Um, looks like Pierce was back, and then Grover Seward got suspended. Um, who's their kind of main run stopper, which kind of brings me to one of my bangers of the week. Actually, is uh, Jerome Ford. I was yeah. into him already, and uh, with with Stewart out. Their run D is going to be real soft. I think, you know, this game is looks to be low and close. They want to run a bunch. Ford got like 18 carries last week or something like that, even though Hunt got a lot too. So I, I like him a lot this week. And um, I do want to mention, you know, the big bummer of uh, Anthony Richardson being out for the year, man. Get yeah. well. Um, Colts, you know, hire to a sliding coach or something, you know, teach him how to fall a little better so that we can get a nice long career out of him. Yeah. He uh, he's awesome. Just such a 
absolute weapon that yeah i'm indy's gonna really kind of stink now unfortunately i mean we everyone loves gardner Minshew. gardner Minshew played pretty poorly last week mm-hmm. I just gotta say uh he had some really bad picks but he hyper targets Pittman. He... <laughs> he gets the ball to downs a lot. He he'll dump it off to JT, and that's that's honestly all we need from him. Is that's all we need? Yeah. Are we gonna if he gets behind? Are we gonna get the guys getting targets we want? And the answer is yes. So, yep. <laughs> um, I will say, unfortunately, in this game, even if they get behind, I'm not sure how fruitful it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, Cleveland's defense. I think we can say is the best in the NFL. Dude, oh, it's so insane. They're so Jim good. Jim Schwartz has got them fired up. Yeah, he he's a good uh, fit Cleveland, for their personnel. I was gonna say, is Indy missing alignment as well? Th- um, Braden Smith didn't practice. I don't know who else they might be down. I can double check. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, because he he's been concussed. They they got um, cause they got Raymond back, um, and Ryan Kelly back. So right now it's just Braden Smith they're missing. Yeah, how about Miles Garrett hip tossing Trent fucking Williams? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's nuts. He's insane. He's Barely human. I don't even know if he is at this point. That shouldn't be possible. He's so overall <laughs> athletic too. Like you, know, like you see him playing basketball, and it looks funny because he's so big and massive. Like he's basketball players aren't really as bulky as he is, and that, well, he's not even bulky, right. but as muscular as he is. And so you'll see him like spin, move, dunk, just like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So he is insane. Freight train. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I I want to mention so. JT's obviously getting ramped back up. He might get the work and the targets, but I don't know if this is the week I want to like bang him in for DFS. In in season long, I think I'm still cool with it just because we're seeing the touches ramp up and if he's getting the receptions, he can do enough with them to be fine, um, even without a touchdown. But I think I think moving forward, kind of after this week, I know the Saints aren't a great matchup, but it's a lot easier than Cleveland and it'll kind of be fully ramped up. So I think we'll look at that and then week nine against the Panthers is going to be just the, the nut week for him so yeah that's the nut <laughs> I'm waiting a bit longer in DFS personally for him I think in PPR full PPR he'll still be fine I don't remember his price but I don't think it's very high I don't love it though I'd rather go forward they're gonna yeah. have the game scripts uh the momentum they're just gonna be able to I mean they could probably pass three times if with yeah. the way their defense is playing I will say um, and also, you know, don't say that too loudly. Bill, Bill Belichick might hear us and get a little aroused about the time I pass it three times. Um, so CMC, like, I know it's CMC, but he was doing really well last week before he got hurt. I wouldn't rule out Jonathan Taylor, like, having a good day. So he's not someone I'm, like, actively looking at, per se, but it's it's kind of one of the things. That, if, he, if he's coming in at, like, 5% or less, I'm going to be really intrigued there. Yeah. I, uh, well, part of the CMC thing is just like those plays that are designed for CMC. There's so much planning that goes into that. Yeah. And there's so much blocking and scheming, and the Colts don't even, like, they don't have a shred of that. Yeah. Like, the dump offs aren't really going to get it there. That's true. Yeah. Like, CMC, when he gets the ball, when he, like, that game, when he was getting the ball, he wasn't going to get touched for, like, 10 yards. And then he did CMC things and got another 15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's so good. It's a bummer he's hurt. But we'll, we'll we'll get to him and the Niners later. Anything else here in this game? Or are we kind of on um, the I think trade? 
as far as DFS, if you are in one of those all-day lineups, the Cleveland defense is obviously very good. But I also think you could do the indie defense, assuming it if it is P.J. Walker, they'll be a lot cheaper. I think you could also do that. Yeah, I, I look at FanDuel prices hilariously on DK. Cleveland's $100 cheaper, which is weird. What? That make, It makes no sense. Um, I'll look at I'll look at uh, FanDuel for defenses. I'd imagine indie should be cheap. Um, they should be. They're 38 on Fanduel, so cheaper, but not like super cheap, huh? Man. The Browns, the Browns on DK aren't a bad option, I don't think. Um, no, that's but, great. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with both defenses here. But next up, we've got Detroit at Baltimore, and we both have Baltimore here. Yeah. Um, this is one game that there are a few games this week that are going to have some win possibly. Again, it's still only Thursday, so check on game day. But right now, the projection is that this one will have some some high wind of 15 to 20 with some some gusts of 30 plus so yep so we know what that means lamar rushing yeah this is lamar this is lamar yeah you know who else knows about lamar rushing (laughs) vegas (laughs) (laughs) we were joking about uh you know grabbing that lamar rushing prop line as soon as it posts and yeah they posted it it was what fifty three and a half. Yeah, that is insanely high. I've never like, seen a rushing prop that high. They know. Yeah, because like I know Anthony Richardson, um, after he had a game or two, they put him at like forty. Um, and I, I know I see I usually see Lamar in that like mid forties range, but fifty three and a half is <laughs> that's nuts. That's man. absurd. Yeah, so they're on board. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah, and he's the QB five in pricing on Fanduel. Like he's AK awesome. on Fanduel, and that's yeah. And the rushing's more valuable there, so that's a that's a lively one. And even on DK, like he's seventy six there. He's not a bad price either. So already got good. him locked in. <laughs> um, so he's gonna be doing his run in. Is there anyone you like of his pass catchers here? I would say, given the wind and just how Detroit's defense works. Um, your quick inner passes are where you want to go. So I like Mandrews and I like Zay, which isn't all that groundbreaking, <laughs> but um, Mandrews is his trusty target. Mandrews also has a giant catch radius. So mm-hmm. if the ball goes off course a little bit from a 30 mile an hour gust, he can still catch it. Um, Detroit yeah. is definitely a lot of pressure. That's like the identity of their defense is they do get a lot of pressure now, but their secondary is very hurt. So I do think that you can pass on them. Yeah. It does look like Brian branch is expected to come back. So that'll help a ton because they, they've been, they've been having some slot trouble lately. I do want to kind of read off um, the list of receivers who have been doing well against them. Um, last week, Godwin, he, he got six for 77, so decent. Um, and then Thielen had a great game, 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, Romeo Dobbs had 95 yards on nine catches. Um, Falcons are the Falcons. Um, Tyler Lockett had that 26-point game where he got two touchdowns. Rasheed Rice, not first week, did decently because, I mean, no one else did anything there that first week. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. that game. Um, so that's the receiver profile, which I think that profiles to Zay. Um, and they've not really played any tight ends. They played Kansas City without Kelsey, who their tight ends combined for like 40 and touchdown. The Seattle tight ends, 
it wasn't just one of them. They, they combined for like 120 yards. <laughs> the Atlanta tight ends combined for like 90 yards. Um, and then Musgrave got hurt right away in that game, so there wasn't oh, much there. Um, Ian Thomas and Hayden Hurst combined for almost 50 yards, and then last week there wasn't much because K-Dot, listen, K-Dot, decent, he's fine. Baker missed on a wide open touchdown i saw that baker was so bad last week he was he was, really he was garbage he missed so many open guys deep just so many it was it was bad it was really bad <laughs> um he can't blame his shoulder this time either so yeah yeah like the uh the the type of guys who have been doing well at receiver that profile to say and then they just haven't really played good tight ends yet if branch plays though i mean he is pretty much like their slot guy yeah, so that'll help. But like Zay is not really just slot though. He's no, just, he's, he's not. just that kind of archetype that's been doing decently. And then this is kind of funny with Detroit. They're still fourth in tight end yardage allowed per game, despite that list of nobodies, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, I think they're actually not very good against tight ends, especially ones that are like used a lot. Yeah, we like, just haven't really got to see it. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I, th- I think those two for sure make sense. And again, like you said, if it's windy, that'll push it more to them. Which that also leads to something interesting, which is uh, if it's really windy, they're the Baltimore Ravens' biggest weapon won't be very useful in Justin Tucker. So this is one that like got us a little bit with Butker and the Chiefs, but I don't think that was like. That was kind of different. That was more the Chiefs kind of like big branding a ton, and then Bucker would kick like a thirty yarder. <laughs> but like Tucker's probably fine, but he's not gonna. You're not gonna kick sixty. Like yeah, you're not getting that probably. But I'm also wondering if that means a little bit more fourth down. Yeah, which that that would track with the Lamar Lamar rushing too. Like if they're on third and three, do they treat that as we get two tries at this pretty much? Yeah. Because I, mean, I think you do. If you're at, like, your opponent's 40, right, mm-hmm. and you, you have a third and three, and let's say you get two yards, so now it's fourth and one, you either kick a 55-yarder or you go for it or you, like, surrender punt. I think you have you got to just go for that. Normally yeah. with Tucker, you could just kick that, and you're like, we have a pretty good shot at making this. <laughs> and, like, we know Harbaugh's aggressive, too, so... And so is Dan Campbell. So I'm really yeah. excited for this one. This, <laughs> this could be this will be a fourth down one. game. Mm-hmm. I am a little off on golf this week. Mm. Why is that? I I mean, I love what the Lions offense has done. I just, I think golf might be due for a week game. It is a road game. It is on the road. He traditionally does a lot better at home. It could be really windy. And... People are sleeping on this Ravens defense, man. Uh, Odafe Owe wasn't even in last week, and now he's back. Put him and Roquan in there. Like, oh yeah, Owe did get that full practice in today. Yep. So I, I mean, I know the Lions have an amazing O line, but I, I still worry a little bit that he might just, he might just not be uh, at his best. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not an easy defense to go against. Uh, injury-wise, we mentioned Owe. It looks like he'll be back. Um, as far as the the Thursday DNPs, uh, Ronald Darby um, and Seymour uh, didn't practice. That's so their their cornerback depth's looking weaker. And then uh, Marcus Williams did not practice either. So, 
Who does well, the slot for the Ravens? Um, let me double check. Is it Darby? I thought it was Darby, but you've got... Uh, oh, it's Arthur Mallet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's on the depth chart. I'll double check that's accurate for real, for real. Because sometimes the depth chart like just picks, picks one, but it, yeah. it varies a lot. But according to the depth chart, it's Arthur Mallet in the slot. Because I was going to ask, like, you mentioned kind of the struggle. And Amon Ra is kind of the... I mean, obviously Laporta, too. But those two are the, the struggle targets if, if they're going to be there. Yeah, they'll still get theirs they're they're too good not to Hmm. but like if if goff is is having a hard time they may get even more off of that and we may not get the jamison game yet yeah because with him i was looking at him he's real cheap on on dk but it may not matter if it doesn't actually make it there that's kind of what i'm worried about is is the jamison williams like the josh reynolds i'm not really worried about amin ra or laporta because they're just good Mm-hmm. And they're good in that portion of the Ravens defense that I think tends to do all right, which is a little bit more deep middle. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, it looks like it's been Arthur Mallet mostly in the slot. And the okay. Ravens the Ravens have been pretty hurt, so they've had to mix it around a little bit. But, yeah, the Ravens injured. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Who'd have thought? Yeah. And then for uh, Detroit, obviously the running back situation is one we're keeping an eye on. Um I think Gibbs is going to be fine to go, and I guess Reynolds is limited too. Um, but obviously, keep an eye on their their Friday reports. And with Gibbs, even if he gets limited, in I could see them being super careful potentially. Um, and then it's reminded that uh, CJGJ and Mosley are on IR, um, and then Jonah Jackson did not practice Thursday either. Interesting. Yeah, he's the left guard, right? I believe so. Um, yeah, because they've they've been having their line a little banged up the last two weeks. They do um, have a Vita- Vitae that they can... Yeah. yeah so on the depth chart, they'd list him as left guard, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go back and forth. He's a guard, is the, the gist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, Vitae could fill in and be totally fine. So, yeah, the main the main thing we're looking at is the running back injuries that they're sustaining. Um, If Gibbs is playing, how do you feel about him? I think he'll do all right. He's not really like I would prefer to have David Montgomery for this game because you need someone that can kinda, bang it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just get banged up upon. <laughs> Whereas Gibbs is a little squishier, not like he's squishy, but you know what I mean. Can we can we call Montgomery the bang bus? <laughs> <laughs> kind of fitting. I like that. Oh yeah, but yeah, they'll be missing the bang bus here and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, with Gibbs, I was hoping he would be cheaper on sites this week. I think in like, in your leagues, if he's back, you're probably going to him. Um, right. But I am interested, like in the PPR aspect for him, just because if he's ca- if he catches eight balls, then he's a good option. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And no, he- I agree. He he definitely could get the PPR work. Um, I just yeah, I don't know how much rushing he'll be able to do. Hmm. Yeah, because he, he got he got 17 touches back in week three um, when it was him, like, rushes. So, yeah, I, I, the matchup makes it a little tough. But yeah, I think if he goes, he's definitely in consideration for me at his price at 63 um, on DK. But it'll, it, it'll, it'll be kind of a decision that, like, I want, I want to get more info about how he's doing exactly. But Dan Campbell's usually good by giving us some specifics, so we might get some good nuggies. Um, but, yeah, this game, we are picking Baltimore, by the way, in case we didn't mentioned that i wrote i wrote in our description that we both picked 
Jacksonville as long as Trevor plays because I think we actually forgot <laughs> to mention the that main part of it. Um, and then in this game, total wise, over under is forty three, um, up a point, and then Baltimore's favored by three. So, yeah, are you I'm are you surprised that Baltimore is favored just because the Lions are really playing you know great? Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting to pick the upset here. I mean, it is in Baltimore. Yeah, and Lamar has been so good. He really so, has. Yeah, man, I love, love some Lamar. But uh, next up, <laughs> we've got Buffalo at the Patriots. We're both taking Buffalo here. Um, this game is yeah. a forty-point total with the Bills as nine-point favorites. Uh, definitely taking Buffalo, and for them to cover total, I'm kind of staying away from. I think it's just like. When do the Bills take their foot off the gas? Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you this, is, but I think I know the answer, and it's basically, are the Patriots still running a shit ton of zone? And I assume the answer is yes, because of how bad their personnel is. Like, I will take a look right now. With injuries, um, but... Because th- historically, Bill loves going man, but they... Let's see, they are, they're going man about 35-40% of the time. Which is pretty good. Yeah, pretty pretty high amount of man still. And, I mean, Dig, I think Diggs historically just crushes New England when he's been with Buffalo and Jalen. Every Asi- time. Aside yeah. from that, like, three-pass game and the bad weather. But Ugh. Diggs pretty much dongs on the, the pats. And Jalen has <laughs> participated. The Jalen to Diggs stack, I... Yep. So I, I guess yeah, that was hard to miss. This this game might be windy as well, but that's that's one pairing I'm not really worried about with the wind is the Jalen to Diggs. I don't think that's gonna mess with them that much. Um, Me neither. I do. Uh, Jalen can throw a football through a plank of wood. Like. Yeah. His he does have the shoulder issue. I forget was it was it his throwing shoulder? Yeah, it's his right shoulder. So keep an it eye is on his that right shoulder. Yeah. That that would be my bigger worry than the than the wind he did get a full practice in so i i think this is a good chance he's okay um we did also have dalton kincaid get a full practice in so he looks like he'll be back um thursday dnps obviously damian harris did not practice and then uh ed oliver didn't practice either and then for new england uh riley reef did not practice um they did get uh taekwon thornton back last week and then they had two receivers out with concussions with uh douglas and juju so those guys come back they'll be a lot healthier but does it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? Um, how do you feel about Latavius Murray potentially vulturing a bunch of touchdowns? So that one's a little tough for me because I think the key there is like is the vulturing. Yeah. And I don't know if they're gonna be. I don't know if the vulture opportunities will be there as much. If like, they score I, from like thirty yards. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that the scores are gonna be like. <laughs> I think I'm thinking this is more touchdown heavy. It, it kind of has been, whether it's Jalen running or it's Diggs bringing it in. It's they've been pretty touchdown heavy. Let me let me take a look at his um, career against because he went, he came to Buffalo in what was that 19 of 2020. So he came to Buffalo in 2020. So let me pull up his New England uh, game log since then. So uh, six for 92, uh, nine for 145 and three. Um, four for fifty-one. I think that was the three pass or the the, the three pass game from the Pats in that bad weather. Um, a seven for eighty-five and a touchdown. Seven for ninety-two and a touchdown. Seven for one hundred four and a touchdown. Um, the Buffalo points in those have been twenty-four, thirty-eight, 
10, 33, 24, 35. So pretty much one field goal in most of those, except that 33, I think. So. Okay. And I'm not saying that's going to for sure have to happen, like, but. This is the worst New England has looked in a long time. Yeah. The Bills, (laughs) like to dong on New England, they have dong on New England, and I think they will be able to continue to dong on New England. Because he said this is the worst team they've had in a while. So God, I hope so. I really want them to dong on New England. Yeah, I think I think there's a chance that like he crushes out some clock at the end and gets See, a touchdown later. That would be what more. I'm thinking. thinking is okay if Buffalo is up forty to nothing in the third, you take James Cook out right and you just like let Latavius pound the rock. Probably. If he but, gets 50 yards doing that and a score, and he's really stupid cheap. Yeah, a lot of Latavius being in has been related to like his ability to pass pro better than James Cook. That's um, I know true. last year he got the ball, like, or last week he got the ball like to rush more, but in general in the season he's kind of been in there to pass pro. So I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like you know, if I think third quarter they'll have James Cook do some run out, but like if it gets real late they'll have Harris or not Harris, sorry, with Murray, but. They may, I don't even know who else they have on the roster behind those guys. If I'm being fully honest, I couldn't tell you. Um, man, if I had to guess, who would they have? I don't I don't even know. I can look. Naheem but... Hines is the other guy, and he's out. Yeah, from the jet ski thing. <laughs> yeah, right now they don't have a third on the active roster. So they've got their fullback in Reggie Gilliam. But do they have any running backs on the practice squad? Uh, Ty Johnson is would be the practice squad running back they could bring up. Um, so they'll probably okay. bring him up, I would guess. Um, yeah. Just have a third running back. But I'm not, we're not saying play him, though. But for me, it's it's the Jalen to Diggs is the main thing. I, I have one worry with Diggs. It's the only worry, and I still think it's fine. And it's that I remember J.C. Jackson when he was in New England. And, I mean, he literally got paid a shit ton of money to basically hold the other team's best wide receiver. <laughs> That's basically what he did. They did what Sneed did to Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> And it it's not like egregious, but it's it's super contact heavy and grabby, and it's really annoying. And if you know if you have to take a five yard penalty for holding on digs instead of a forty yard touchdown, you take that. Mm-hmm. So I still think Diggs has a great game, but I do think that J.C. Jackson's gonna annoy the fuck out of me. I mean, yeah, I don't think he'll shadow him the whole time or anything. No, he won't. So. Diggs moves around a lot. Hmm. And then other guys in this game, I want to mention Kincaid since he'll be back. I, I think it might be a good time for them to try to get him involved more. And then he's pretty cheap on DK if you want to put him in the stack. So is there anyone on New England you have any remote interest in? Nope. Not not going anywhere there. Don't, the, even, don't even want to entertain the idea. There's, there's one I would maybe consider, and this would be... It'd have to be PPR. Would be Ramondre, um, just because one, if he's on your team, you're really like, "Fuck, I what am I gonna do with this guy?" He's cheap in DFS. Um, Drop him, <laughs> dude. It's been brutal for him because they've been so bad. Um, Buffalo line is, is just so bad that yeah, they can't would, even really try to run the ball. Yeah, I would maybe say Hunter Henry, just because like that that middle spot we saw we saw it last week, like Kyrie Ingram. Well, yeah, words are hard. Kair Elam was struggling a lot on the outside, but um, that middle with Jones and Milano out was open for Wandale a good amount. And then once they actually started getting the ball to Waller in the middle, he was doing well too. 
Um, Saquon got a couple big runs ripped off. Obviously, they pretty much sold out for that, but yeah, they they were there at certain points. So I don't know who I'd say receiver wise. I guess Hunter Henry is my answer. Um, yeah, but those those would be the two where like if you want to try someone. I mean, I guess Bourne's kind of been the main guy otherwise, but with everyone back, I'm not going there. So ideally, no. But if there are any, those those would be the two with Ramondre and Hunter Henry that like fit the matchup fine, and they're gonna have to pass. So yeah, like the game script um, lends itself to the Patriots having to pass a lot to make up ground. So like, if there was someone on the Patriots that I liked. Or thought was good, I would definitely go there. <laughs> but the problem but is, dude, their O line, yeah, like you said, their O line has been hot garbage, dude. It's been so fucking bad. It's bad. It's been brutal. Like I was looking at like a composite thing or whatever, like someone posted about like line rankings for different sites, and like the Giants were the worst, and then New Englanders were just above them. Like, Oof. which this that's kind of been the thing that people like I think kind of forget about the Patriots is aside from Brady. The O-line's been a huge thing. Like, obviously, the defense, but the, their O-lines have always been top five, top ten at their worst. O, yeah, their O-line is, was top five for, like, 15 years straight. Yeah, and so we even saw, like, Brady's last year there. Their O-line wasn't that great. The receivers yep. were obviously not great either, and it just deteriorated. Everyone thought, oh, Brady's washed, and then he went and balled out in Tampa for two years. So, <laughs> like, at that point, it's like, okay, and then you see the like, Mac comes in. He has a decent first year, and then the line goes to shit. They have bad free agency. They draft poorly. They put shitheads in charge, and then it goes to shit. Like obviously, that's there's a lot wrong there. So, yeah, I, I think if you go Jalen Diggs, I don't think you need to run it back. Yeah, I don't either. You're paying up for it, that's for sure. So, mm-hmm. but next up we've got Atlanta at Tampa. Um, we both have Tampa. Obviously, obviously both have Buffalo. Last one. We both have Tampa here. Total is 37. That's pretty low. Um, wow. It's down from 38 and a half. 37 is so low. Um, that's really, is that as, that's as low as, um, that's lower than Cleveland and Indy. That's the lowest on the week right now. 37. There are a couple of 37 and a half, but this is the lowest right now, which is kind of funny. Um, Jeez. Which I, it makes sense to me. Um, as we, we'll talk through it, but, or and then yeah. Tampa's favored by two and a half right now. Um, two and a half is like one of those where I'm fine taking, Tampa Bay to cover because that's a field goal. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I expect this game to come down to. So I, I don't know if anyone heard uh, a kind of weird grumbling noise in the background. My dog was moving around on my on my rug and she was <laughs> had to sigh really loudly about it. Um Aww, that's what happens when we have to talk about Ritter. Yeah, oh man. Dude, the fact that he had a good week last week was hilarious. I was like seeing people talk about London and I was not buying it just because I'm like, I know Washington's been the matchup. But it's pretty inflated over the last two weeks, and lo and behold, like London still got his yardage. So Washington hey. is that bad. We'll get to them. Um, oh yeah. However, I don't think this is the week we're gonna see it manifest. We saw last week um, the Lions do well against the secondary. Their pass funnel, especially to, to Amon Ra there, like that that middle is gonna be the easy spot for sure. But Atlanta is not built to attack Tampa. Exactly, and that's what kind of sucks about this because. Um, Pitts, Pitts will need to block more. Like, I would say Pitts is the matchup, but he'll need to block. And so maybe it's Jonu. I don't know. Like, the tight ends the tight ends are going to be the main targets here because, like, they don't have anyone besides London to throw to, really. And he's going to be outside, and I don't know 
how much they're going to get it to him because like the, to the pressure Tampa's getting has been pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Their front is very scary. Now they might be without Vita Vea. Mm-hmm. I think he'll probably play. If I had to guess, I think he's just getting the the year of a boss. You don't have to practice so- treatment. Um, but yeah, that's that's what sucks about this matchup is their front is really good and Atlanta is very ground scheme dependent. Uh, so they're gonna have to kind of force Ritter to throw the ball, and we saw that one last week. The yardage yeah. was there, but he even still he still threw all the picks, man. Yeah, <sighs> it's it sucks. Yeah, if they had like a DJ Moore slot guy. I think they'd be okay, but they really don't. They don't really have. I mean, who is that for them? Like, ma- not not Bijan. Like, <laughs> I don't right, know. Bijan. Like, Jonu. that's my. Yeah, like the tight ends, like mix and match. But honestly, like, it might we might see Bijan catch like ten passes here. Yeah. Which that's always the weird thing for me. This is something I like struggle with a lot. Is like your your studs in bad matchups, like. What to do with that? Like, Bijan got eight targets last week. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, you know, 10, 12 targets even in this matchup. Like, the running probably won't be there, but I mean, and obviously in your leagues, you're using him. Like, PPR, he's also actually been awesome league wise because his lowest output only is, is 10 fantasy points, which is not great, but that's not like a backbreaker in a given week just because he's that catching the ball so the much. Week Al Jair uh, vultured him. Um, no, because we because in that that Carolina game, he still got like twenty points because he caught oh, a yeah. touchdown. But that was a Detroit game where they just didn't do shit. So like, yeah. eventually, Bijan's gonna have that nut game. I don't know when it's gonna be. If Vitavea's in, that obviously makes it tougher here. But if he's out, though, I think Bijan becomes pretty interesting because I don't think he'll be that popular. Yeah, and he's he's on the cheaper side. He's gonna probably catch the ball a ton. Um, yeah. obviously not. Not a great run matchup in general, but yeah, Vita Vea being out would be huge. Um, yeah, he's a huge part of that. Like, they obviously still have Levante David and all those other guys, but, like, Vita Vea is maybe a little underrated for how good he is in the run-stopping game. Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. Um, but on the Tampa side, um, I think we're both kind of on the Godwin over Mevins train here. Yeah, because Mevins is going to have Terrell... Yeah, and, and he matches up really well with Mevins. Yeah, he, he matches up really well there. And Baker kind of played like shit last week, so I don't mm-hmm. really trust him to make that high-precision throw that only Mike Evans can get. Yeah, that's 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 what Stroud does. We, we, need, we need to see Mevins and Stroud together. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, but in that middle, speaking of the slot work, I think Godwin's got a pretty nice matchup here. Yeah, I mean, that middle of the field slot and tight end against Atlanta's kind of been the attack spot. We saw last week it was more Curtis Samuel, but the the commanders had to run, like, no plays because Ritter kept, <laughs> Ritter kept turning it over, and they would just either punt or score right away. It's kind of funny in that way. Um, yeah, Vita Vea's pretty much the only injury watch here. Um, Atlanta's been pretty healthy the whole time, so... This is a game I'm not really that interested in DFS-wise because of how low the total is. 37 is insanely low. Um, I think all I think both defenses are in play, yep. personally. Um, on on FanDuel, this is one I was going to get to. Uh, the Atlanta defense is only, um, what is it, 3,600? That's who I have in my lineup is yeah, Atlanta defense. Pretty much the cheapest viable defense to go with. So 
that that would pretty much be where I start too. And then I don't know about DK. I forget, but yeah, Bijan is kind of one of the interests I would have. Tampa's defense is pretty expensive. Atlanta's Atlanta's is two eight on DraftKings, still also an option there. The thing with Godwin is I would want him in DK because of his. Uh, I think he probably gets peppered with a lot of receptions. Mm-hmm. He's kind of um, expensive. Though. He's six nine. He, right, he's kind of expensive. It's now like someone who's really cheap is Kate Otten. Uh huh. And they weren't there last week. The connection between him and Baker. I hope that that's a point of emphasis in practice because. God, Kate Otten was wide open on that seam route right to the end zone, and Baker overthrew him by, like, Jordan Love 15 <laughs> yards. Yeah. The the only issue I have with Otten is there are a lot of tight ends nearby him in price that I think I'd still prefer just because of their roles. Um, or upside, I think they would have. Like, Kincaid is 200 more. I'd probably prefer him. Um, and then on our next game, there's one I'm going to get to as well. It's actually 200 cheaper. Um so before we move to that, is there anyone else here you're really feeling, or are we kind of chalking this one up as gross? <laughs> gross. Yeah, Ritter, man. I listen. I I feel bad rooting against my team's quarterbacks, but it's like a necessary evil, you know. It's it's one of the things I don't want them to be mediocre forever. I want them to figure out that it's not working and move on. Because we've seen Ritter have good halves of football. But yeah. he's never had two good halves in one game in the league. <laughs> like, um, in week week five or whatever, he had that great half at the second half. I'm like, okay, can he continue this? We saw it continue some this past week and then picks, picks, picks. Like when so he get one picks. When he gets pressure, he like turns to mud. It's so bad. And Tampa's gonna get pressure on him, so yeah. F- yeah. Atlanta's gonna lose. I think Atlanta's gonna struggle to get points this game, but but you know uh, what? I think it's still going to be close because I will take Arthur Smith over Todd Bowles every day of the week. Exactly. That's like the Tampa pick's not very confident, and this is a divisional game too. So, right. but um, the one of the games that is half a point higher in total is uh, the Raiders <laughs> at the Bears, thirty-seven and a half. Raiders favored by two and a half. Um, I think we're taking uh, Raiders here. I but... think that I put that in before Jimmy G was called out and now I'm not mm. sure I'm leaning Las Vegas but man so what a I, game I I'm curious who they put at quarterback if it's going to be Hawaii or AOC cuz it's kind of interesting to see what teams do on if like a guy has the prep time versus if it's going to be emergency and like Hoyer knows the system so having him be the game day backup makes sense but I I, I think like last time they did like with AOC, like he got the whole week to prep it, and right. that was against the Chargers who have Khalil Mack. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Chicago who has who they. I mean, they Big used Max. to have Khalil Mack, but they don't have a defense really. So I think it'd be a lot easier for him this time around. Um, but I, I want to. I guess we'll lead off with Michael Mayer, the other the tight end I wanted to mention. Uh, sorry if I'm still in your thunder there. Yeah, he, he got pretty involved last week. We saw it a little bit against Green Bay that were not for us in the showdown. And then last week we got six targets and got five for 75 on it um, against the Pats. Hell yeah. Oh. Hi, Max. You gonna ear shaking my mic, bud? Was that Kay. a Patsy? Yeah, I got, we got a little, little flip, flip, flip in my mic from the ears there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, Michael Mayer got going some last week, and Chicago is not a hard matchup. So I, I have him in here as a stream, especially if like we're getting Hoyer or AOC. I think that would benefit him too. Yeah, I uh, I feel like you would go Hoyer, like this late in the week, 
you can throw deep on Chicago. In fact, you probably should. <laughs> um, I don't know why Minnesota didn't, which I guess I'll just slide in. I did rewatch Minnesota and Chicago last week because I love pain. Uh, basically just wanted to make sure that we were right in our assessment that the reason that game featuring no defenses was so low scoring was because of ineptitude and not because both teams suddenly started learning how to play defense. It's because of ineptitude. There was so much stupidness in that game. Like it was, it was unbelievable. The the first fucking play was an unblocked edge rusher <laughs> smashing fields into yeah, the turf. There was, it was a tough scenario because six, six, six were coming, but they still blocked it wrong <laughs> as the funny part. So one of my favorites is, um, so the Vikings punt, it lands at the one and the guy is standing at the goal line for the bears. It lands at the one and bounces up. So it's taking a bunch of time. The other team is already almost there. Then it goes back into the end zone. I'm like, okay, good. This guy can now take a knee and get a touchback. But he picks it up and runs with it. And he gets about five yards before he gets killed. I'm like, what in the act? What the fuck are you thinking, dude? I always hate that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so many guys try to bring it out deep from the end zone. It just doesn't go anywhere like, like Why like, are you bringing this out? That was so dumb. It was just so much ineptitude in this game. Uh, <laughs> just to wrap it up but um yeah the bears defense is still bad and honestly i don't know why minnesota was doing the things that they were offensively their play design was horrible they're doing like wheel routes with brandon powell that were really stupid and didn't make sense i'm like just launch it for kj osborne their secondary is terrible anyway so much so much anger. Um, <laughs> so much incompetence. Um, so much incompetence. You can. What I'm trying to say is, you can run on Chicago and you can pass on Chicago. So I, I really think that Jacobs is chalk and rightfully so, as well as uh, Devonte. Yeah, like I wrote, I wrote Jacobs PPR in here just because he got, he got, he's gotten getting peppered by these these backup QBs, especially and in general in the year. Um, he's got a lot of receiving yards already, and we know Chicago against pass catching running backs has been a target spot. Horrible, um, yeah, that's awesome. been that's been bankable <laughs> every week. Um, like I think I've done the over every week since like week one, and it's hit. Um, <laughs> and then Devontae's got that squeaky wheel narrative. Uh, he talked about how he's kind of frustrated not really being involved. Um, basically, because he was saying like, um, and there's like a minute and a half kind of quote from him on it. They asked him about it. He was like, pretty much saying that. You know, he was brought in there to be focal point. He strives for greatness. You know, he's like, you know, we have like I look at he's like basically saying like it's not just wins and losses, like greatness is the the goal. And I don't think he meant like personal greatness. I think he wants the team to be great, the offense to be great. So when the offense is struggling and he's not involved, he's like, I'm gonna be frustrated, which makes yeah. sense. So yeah. Um so I feel like he's gonna be pretty involved this week and it's a good <laughs> week for that to happen. So there are a lot of expensive receivers to like this week with Diggs and Devontae and probably some more. Um, and then we mentioned Mayer. On Chicago's side, we're going to have Bajent, Bajent, um, the guy who <laughs> I saw referred to as Teabag, which I thought was hilarious. Teabag, yeah. What a nickname. <laughs> oh, man. The baguette, what do you want to call him? So he targeted DJ Morton. Makes sense. 
I expect that to continue. <laughs> but he also looked at Tyler Scott a fair amount, who got on the field a lot more last week. Um, he's been someone I've been kind of clamoring for a bit. He got up to 60% of the snaps last week and got, uh, I think it was three, four targets. Four targets last week, which was a season high for him. And so I think it would, it would you know, stand to reason that those two have a connection. That's probably why they got him more involved and got him targeted more. So Tyler Scott straight up saved uh, Badgen on one throw. Badgen, like, dropped back, I don't know, 20 yards and was surrounded by defenders and just hurled it. And Tyler Scott ran back legitimately 15 yards diving so, catch towards his own line to make a snag. Yeah, he's speedy. Um, yeah. So he he did kind of save his ass on one play. Maybe he'll, uh, I don't know, Badgen will feel like he owes him for that one because he kind of does. Yeah. This is a tough one for me where I'm like at odds with myself of like, it's going to be two backups. So the total being low makes sense. But also... There's talent and bad defense. Like, there's talent on offenses and bad defenses. I'm like, I could see this being, like, a good-bad right. game, you know? I think this will be a good-bad game. And wh- how I project it and how I see it is I think the teams are going to move the ball okay. They're just not going to be able to put it in the Convert, end zone. yeah. So there will day. be field goals. Um, but there's also going to be a lot of receptions and yardage to be gained. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is fine. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I noticed, I'm like, it's weird to be like, we're, we're interested in, you know, five guys in this game, even though the total is so low, versus the other low total games are like maybe one or two guys. So I, I think that kind of signals, hey, like, yeah, there's going to at least be some movement, if not touchdowns, which with Devante, if you don't get the touchdown, you might be a little worried. But like with Mayer, you don't need the touchdown. Even, even Jacobs. You'd like a touchdown, but if he gets enough catches, it's not really a huge deal. But yeah, I mean, there will be some. There will be some touchdowns, presumably. Like the, there the will total, be two touchdowns probably yeah. this game, and then the rest. You think will by each team? Goals. Yeah, probably one by each team. I would guess Komet and uh, Jacobs. Let's see, because that would. If I had us... to put money on one person from each team scoring. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see maybe one of them getting two touchdowns. That would put us to twenty-one. Yeah. I mean, even even four total touchdowns would be maybe a little ambitious, but that would put us to 28 and then some field goals. But Because there's going to be, like, this game's going to be so fun bad. Like, there's going to be ineptitude, so quarterbacks are going to fumble. Other teams are going to have really good field position. You know, like, this shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be a funny game. Honestly, like, I know the defenses are bad, but I would also say that because it's two backup quarterbacks, and you mentioned the ineptitude, like, I wouldn't be against the defenses. Why are the Raiders 3,800? That's dumb. Um, <laughs> Chicago's 29. That's a little much, too. Um, what about FanDuel? Um, the Bears 37, but I'd rather just go the Falcons. So, okay, maybe yeah. not the defenses. The Raiders got priced up a ton on both sides because of the field injury. Um, it, streaming, I think it's more, this might be more for streaming in the league then because the prices aren't right. Um, How is, um... How is Vegas at special teams? Um, Do you have any read on that? I mean, they've got a good kicker, but I don't think they've really been good or bad either direction. That's still better than Chicago's special teams is awful. So that might be... The Raiders' special teams might not be a bad play. Like, special team defense. Yeah, like they... I think think they had someone fumble. I can't remember what it was. Um, 
Yeah, they've got DeAndre Carter returning, which he's every so often he'll fumble one and boof one, but he's a good returner though in general. Um, that, okay. So, but like I've, I haven't, I, there's obviously probably something I missed at some point, but I haven't really seen any like major gaffes by their special teams. So there's just the coaching. <laughs> yeah, my my official hot take for this game is that Tyler or is that the Bears will lose, but it won't be Badgent's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually was um, pleasantly surprised by him last week. I think that Getze had a really good game plan for him, which was you get the ball, you throw it immediately to, to your first read, which is this guy right here who's going to be open three yards on a slant. And it was simple, but he did it pretty well. He didn't have to think too much. And, like, I mean, as long as he doesn't fuck up too much... <laughs> Not gonna pick him in DFS or anything, but he could do worse. Yeah, with um with the Raiders as well, I'll say keep an eye on Nate Hobbs. Um, he's kind of the injury to watch there. He's been out a couple weeks. Um, for the Bears, obviously the injuries for the running backs are a big thing to watch. But they had a lot of Thursday DMPs. Uh, Roshan Johnson, Justin Fields, Eddie Jackson, Darnell Wright, Nate Davis, Dan Feeney, and Terrell Smith. Um, I think all but Feeney are starters, if I recall. Um. Feeney might even yes. start when they're hurt. Um, but, yeah, so Nate Davis, right guard, obviously Roshan running back. It sounds like they might have Homer back this week. So, I mean, it was, I'm not going to the running backs. It was gross, and Foreman didn't get enough work or anything. So He I mean, started to at the end with Badgett. I will say that. Okay. He actually, yeah, that was starting to click a little bit better. But, I don't know. I'm not really enticed yeah. by him either here. Um Terrell Smith got mono. Um, that's a bummer. I forgot to mention, the Bears are using Cody Whitehair at center, and he's awful. I don't know if it's, like, what's going on. I thought that that's why they got Lucas Patrick. Um, there were so many bad snaps last week hmm. that Fields had to save plays on, so that's, that's not great. Yeah, I will say, with Darnell Wright, if he doesn't play... And Max Crosby's teeing off on his backup. Yeah. Which, again, Max Crosby's been so good. I think I'm going to say Raiders D. <laughs> yeah. They're not a DFS play because they're so expensive, but like I think they're a streaming defense play. Yeah, if you need a defense for this week and they are all terrible, like the Raiders are a pretty fine option, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max Crosby could get you there by himself. <laughs> um, Max but, Crosby. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting game. But yeah, and in a weird way, yeah, Max Crosby's so good. I just want them to get one more viable pass rusher around him. Like that's all you I know. Want. If what happens, you, like you put two dogs like together and they're you know kind of playing with each other, but you put paper bags over their heads. Like <laughs> interesting. That's kind of what this game is. Like they're they're just boofing into each other. <laughs> and Borkin, and it's really funny to watch. Boofing and Borkin. Boofing and Borkin. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, next <laughs> anyway. up, yeah, next up we've got Washington at the Giants. Uh, this game is down to 37.5 point total. Commanders are favored by 2.5 because it's sounding like I don't think Dimes is going to go. Um, he hasn't practiced yet. He hasn't been clear for contact yet. Um, Dable mentioned there was no real status update. So I'm thinking he doesn't go and that we get Tyrod again. Um, which might not be a bad thing. Yeah, we were talking before we started about 
Um, when the line is this bad, I think we prefer Tyrod a bit to dimes just because of how they handle pressure individually. Like against if the line's healthier, if they're against like a bad defense, like I would prefer dimes. I think just because we know he can put some really massive plays with his legs or like with his arm on the board, but the pressure's there. He kind of just deteriorates a little too much. Yeah, when he has less than two seconds to throw, you know, you prefer yeah. Tyrod. There's no, it shouldn't be a shock that. The Giants' best O-line week was the week they put in an extremely good scrambling quarterback. <laughs> and also, it's hilarious that Justin Pugh comes off the couch and plays better <laughs> than a lot of their linemen. Um, that's the fun in the intro. Uh, with this game, this is another one. Um, I think it's worth mentioning on the weather. This one might potentially be the windiest with sustained 20 mile an hour and gusts of 35+. plus. Again, all these keep an eye on at game time. But just to kind of make you aware of possibilities of stuff that'll influence the game, this probably plays into the total some too. Um, I think both starting running backs are viable options in this game. I didn't list them as bangers because I don't know if I feel that way. <laughs> but I mean, Saquon's got to get a ton of work. Brian right. Robinson should get a lot of chances, so I think they're both fine options. Yeah, I think Brian Robinson will probably fall in the end zone and. Washington's run D has not been great. Maybe they probably should have kept Holcomb, huh? So, yeah, it's just been overshadowed by how much they've been giving up to receivers is the thing. <laughs> yeah, they're secondary. Just comparatively, is yeah. So bad. Um, Holy crap. Which kind of brings me to our, our some of our streams that, that we wrote in. Um, this could change on weather. Um, Washington's been so bad on the outside against number ones, and then Kendall Fuller didn't practice Thursday either, so it's going to stay brutal. Um, once, once Drake London had a hundred yard game, I was like, okay, like, okay, Drake London's awesome, but it's just Raiders a problem, obviously. Um, so I was looking at, okay, like Slayton did well last week, I got involved more. So I think those are stream options along with Tyrod. Um, but do, do keep an eye on the weather. If it gets really bad, it could kind of diminish that, uh, edge they would have. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed because my first lineup I did, I had Jalen Hyatt. I really liked him this week. How much if is it's he? 30. He's only like 4,700 on FanDuel. Oh, oh, he, he's the minimum on uh, DK as well. Yeah. But if it is 35 mile an hour gusts, I don't think I can do that. Um, but I'll tell you who I do like regardless is I think off of your call last week, just how much he loves this guy. I think you got to stick with Darren Waller. Dude, it took them so long to get to him. But when they did, it was bang every time working. It was yep. kind of annoying. And then... I'm going to be salty all year about that hold that they didn't call at the end. Like he got a hand up on the ball and the other hand couldn't get there. Cause it was being held down. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, yep. Like, and not, it's not a guarantee they score, but like they just fucking missed that. Um, in the play before he got, that one was PI the play before he got held. Cause the linebacker knew he was beat. I'm like, you know, that's probably smart. <laughs> that's a smart move on that one, but right. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but with, with these running backs here, Barkley is one that's really interesting to me because, one, he's Barkley. He's super good. Um, he got a ton of touches last week, so I assume he's all good. Um, he had mentioned, I think, was it him who mentioned, like, kind of some issues cutting side to side? Um, oh, I didn't hear that if it was him. thought maybe. Who 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 just came back from injury? I don't know if it was him or someone else. Um, I'll try to dig that up. But I mean, he got 22 carries last week. Or, sorry, 24 carries last week and five targets so he got a shitload of chances um <laughs> this will be a worse defense probably well i mean the game script is fine for him too so if he gets that game script again if saquon barkley is getting damn near 30 touches like 
he's a he's in play like yes. uh, yeah he just and like he's gonna probably be kind of lower owned because he's still 8100 um like it's looking like i'm seeing sub 10 percent, so he's definitely someone who i would keep on my radar absolutely it translates to a barkley game because it super low implied total both teams are going to want to run the ball it might be really windy like i tend to like the running back and tight end as a tandem Mm-hmm. And I already like Waller. So, like, for me, I don't know if I want to... I might just put Barkley in the bangers, even though I think he's got a little bit of a ceiling just because of the game and how bad their O-line is. Mm-hmm. I do think that he might be worth it for DFS. He's definitely, if you've got him in your line, like, you know, standard league, mm-hmm. he's your guy. Yeah, um, I do want to add, Washington has been pretty pass-heavy this year, hilariously. Um, yeah, the enemy, man. Yeah, the enemy. And then, so, Howell's been getting a lot of chances. Um, I do also want to add, though, um, the Giants' line actually played well last week. Like, the D-line yep. did, not their O-line, duh. Um, right, right. <laughs> the defensive front was one I had pretty high in my ranks just because I liked the talent, I liked the upside. I'm like, okay, I think they can build on last year. And then they've done nothing until last week. So, I'm like, okay. Howell's taken a shitload of sacks. He's on pace for like 90-something sacks this year. Um, Holy They crap. pass a lot. So there is someone as well I was looking at defensively as like what we see as a bad defense, but the opportunity might be okay this week. Um, they were I'm... one of the reasons I went back and watched Chicago and the Vikings because I actually do think the Giants turned a page on their defense. Um, and I wanted to make sure that those two teams didn't as well, and they didn't. Uh, (laughs) but the giants their defense was pretty solid last year it was playing up and this year it's looked like shit so i think now it's returned to the normal of like it's actually not a terrible defense uh it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people banked on like i don't know brian robinson running all over him and that's just not really the case yeah, like, the, the matchup makes sense for him, and, like, I think opportunities... Like, I don't see this game getting out of hand either way, so I think no. he gets the opportunities. But I think there's a chance, you know, the Giants get four sacks and a turnover or two, and at, what is it, on on FanDuel, they're 3,400. They're even cheaper than the Falcons. Like, they're, yeah. they would be the cheapest viable defense in my opinion. I, actually, I don't know. I, I, could, I could see Arizona, but... Um, oh, no. Really? I mean... We'll get to them. <laughs> yeah, they're thirty-one hundred in this divisional game is kind of part of it, and then that game could be that might be a bad weather game too. Um, that was most of it. That the possible bad weather oh, okay. with the low price. Um, but weather aside, the Giants are probably the cheapest viable defense there. Um, so yeah, it's I, at home. Yeah, I. It sounds like we're leading the Giants here. I think so. I like this is one we had to talk through, and this will be an upset for us. Um. In this division, I think when we mapped out the games initially, at least I gave all the games to the the home team in this division. Um, one one annoying part is always for the Giants injuries. Um, Shane Lamotor's bicep, he's uh, done. And then Pert, Schmitz, and Thomas didn't practice Thursday. And then, as I mentioned, Dimes is still not cleared for contact, so I don't think he goes again. But I mean, Ty- Tyrod's a one of the better backups to have. So yeah, might be the best backups to have. Yeah, like I mean, there's him, there's Minshew, there's Minshew. I guess I don't know. I don't know if Dobbs is in that conversation potentially yet, but he's he's among the the better Jameis. 
I guess it'd probably be one two for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the top backups for sure. Uh, and honestly, I would have even to just call him the best because yeah, I, I think know, I would. We we have the most from him for sure on his career. So yeah, I this game this game is going to be one where it's interesting for different reasons in the last one. Like they're both gross low total games, but there's enough stuff we're watching it with certain players and matchups and like you know, young young rookie quarterbacks getting their chances and then in this game like the divisional stuff's always fun in the, in, in the nfc uh east because they always fucking murder each other so. <laughs> i know <laughs> they're funny um but moving to the 4 p.m window so this is arizona at seattle i am picking seattle um Definitely. what i did want to mention with with this the arizona defense is they it's not been as hot lately but they've still like they've had plenty of games where they've generated defensive points because like they're getting sacks they have one two three four games of three or more sacks um and it's not like the seattle offensive line is good at all so that and the divisional game and the potential weather factor like if it is a gross rainy game that all together could you know i'd be like hey if you're looking at almost min price for these like the only defense is cheaper on DK are the Chargers and Patriots, and then the only defense cheaper on FanDuel is the Patriots. So, like, if you're telling me I need to be that low, I'll take the Cardinals over those two. Oh, yeah. Um, if I have the money to get to the Giants, I might prefer that. But if I really need that little bit for a player, I wouldn't mind making that drop just because of all the potential factors there. Um, it's not like a... I'm not saying it will or it's a high probability. I'm just saying at of the basement options... I think that makes the most sense because they, they've had enough good weeks as a DST that I think it's especially worth considering on that. Yeah, I'm I I will agree if there's like rain, then definitely. But if there's not, I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I'm not saying that's what I think will happen or is most likely to happen. I'm saying it's a possibility. And with all this, we're looking at possibilities like this is this yeah. is all probability based, especially with DFS. So like. The probability of them doing enough at near min price on a defense is, is high enough that I'm like, okay, I'll I'll use them if I have to, if, if if it's rainy. So, yeah, that's all I'm adding. It's not like telling you to go stream them in your league or anything or lock them in. But, <laughs> but speaking of locks, um, Uh-oh. lock it. If the weather is not gross all game, I like him a lot this week. Yeah, Arizona has been a bad pass defense, and they play a ton of zone. Which we know <laughs> when we're choosing these guys, Lockett is crush zone. So, I mean, him. And then obviously, I mean, Kiwi, Kent Walker, set up for a huge week. Yeah. I If it's, like, nice weather, I kind of think Seattle might destroy them. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, because, like, Arizona's played way better than I think anyone thought they would this year. They're, like, the feistiest 1-5 team. T- um it's just, I mean, I I watched some of that Seattle Bengals game, and there were times Geno looked really damn good. He was hitting beautiful passes, and then they got to the red zone and just, like, shat themselves. And I don't know how well Arizona is going to be able to make them do that. Uh, so I actually 
think as far because there's a lot of good teams on by i think gino is absolutely a stream option oh for sure he like he's probably honestly he, may, he should be maybe a banger like again this yeah. is talking digital and leather keep an eye on that like and that's not the end all be all if it's just kind of rainy it's okay if it's really gross rain and wind that's yeah. when it gets bad like the, the wind and rain is more of an issue yeah this is this game's on weather watch yeah <laughs> We got a few of those, but this is probably the main one just because we could see multiple elements in play. But the, yeah, the elements are not a big factor than Gino for sure. I think is actually a great option this week. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think like nice weather, he's straight banger and even usable in DFS because he's going to be so cheap. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I like Lockett over DK, and I still like DK, and I like. Yeah, that's the thing. They're both (laughs) they're both fine (laughs) options. Yeah, like Like all of them. Yeah, I don't mind getting multiple Seahawks in a lineup, and that's kind of where I ended up. I think on a couple options, and like, yeah, Kenneth Walker should crush, and that's going to be regardless of weather. So, yeah. Um, and then on this game, the total is forty-four and a half. Seahawks are favored by seven and a half. So, over a touchdown is pretty big for division i wrote arizona cover initially i may i may bring that back but that's a weather one <laughs> yeah again another weather one um is there anyone in particular on arizona you'd be interested in this game or is it more of just like bring back with hollywood i would say just hollywood um i am curious about Keontae ingram yeah he got the bulk of the running back work i yeah he intrigues me this week in this divisional game that could potentially be rainy. I like him more than DeMarcado, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he kind of got in more when it's past time, but even then, like, Damian Williams was involved. But Keontae Ingram ended up being the main the main guy to go with. So he'd be the one I would look at. But again, I'm not really, like, excited there. For me, it's pretty much if I'm going Seattle stack, I'll run back with 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 Marquise Brown, and that's yeah pretty much my my end there. <laughs> but uh moving on to the next game that i had a hard time dissecting and we both have question marks on who we're picking so i think <laughs> we're in line here this is pittsburgh at the rams um this is a weird matchup we don't i don't know when the last time we saw this matchup was like the cross the cross conference is always tough and this one feels like one we haven't seen in ages um i can't right remember now. the last time these two played each other yeah the total is 43 and a half the rams are favored by three which that's kind of going into the season. I don't know if we would have guessed that the Rams would have been favored here, but alas, um, they've been they've been on it this year. Cup's been balling since he's returned, and my my lean on this is that the the Rams pass attack does the heavy lifting here um, yeah. with their running back room in shambles, and <laughs> I have that as my banger in match. Actually, um, Pittsburgh pass defense has been a really weird one. They've been garbage, but. Joey Porter Jr. has been super good, but they're, like, refusing to use him more. Yeah, he gets in, like, intermittently. I don't understand it. Like, they once they... using Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. Uh-huh. Once, once they use Porter full-time, I imagine they'll improve, but their other corners still suck, is the thing. <laughs> so, right. like, it's... I, I still expect them to pass well. Um, And then the Rams running backs. It, it didn't sound like... McVay was like super gung ho on Zach Evans being the guy right away. So, I yeah, they might not run this game, or maybe they do, and it's just you know because you have to. Yeah, but it might it could be bad. Yeah, they're not like a great running team anyway. No, 
they ran well last week um but that's the cardinals like that's right that's part of what people love kiwi this week but in general like they haven't really been a good run offense their line has weirdly been better at pass blocking than run blocking aside from the uh <laughs> bengals game where they couldn't do either um so I, the, the, my kind of main concern here possibly is that like we see them just really struggle to pass block as well and the Steelers take advantage of that but yeah like their guys are also really good in the short game so the kind of assuages that a bit I know I'm in a weird spot with this game. So Tomlin is 12 and four off a bye, which is pretty damn good. And this is in LA, but there's probably going to be more Steelers fans at this game than Rams fans because Steelers fans travel well. And the Rams have like four fans total. (laughs) Uh, So this is, I don't, think this is as much of a home field advantage for the Rams nah. as it should be. Tomlin's good off a bye. What worries me is that Pittsburgh is just going to be relentless in the pass rush. The Rams can't do anything but pass this game, and they don't give Stafford enough time to just throw the ball to what would be very easy matchups for Puka and Cup. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, ah, this game's just hard to... <laughs> yeah, to one uh, one big news thing was TJ Watt didn't practice today. Um, they're calling it a heel. Um, he kind of is a heel as well. Um, <laughs> so if he doesn't play, huge swing. Um, it does look like they, they should get Deontay back and, and the Muth. Um, he was limited, but I think he sounded like he's expecting to play. Um, for the Rams, the running backs... Um, I think their line is good now. I know they've had a lot of line injuries. Who were who they missing uh, last week? Was it Note Boom, right? Note Boom, yeah. So he he's the one to still to still watch. But yeah, the main thing is the right. Anyway, so Note Boom got some limited in yesterday. That that's that's a Wednesday. We don't have the Thursday yet because you know West Coast. But yeah, that's that's good news for him. Um, yeah. Do you have any interest in him trying to figure out the running backs, or are you just gonna kind of let it slide? No, I don't want any Rams running backs. It's not that easy to run on the Steelers anyway. Like, they're not bad, um, but that's just a mess. Yeah, like, if if he sounded more confident, yeah. He basically said, like, whatever it was is, like, they asked if it meant he was a starter, and he's like, no, not necessarily. So it's like, well, uh, you know, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because the Steelers got ran on a lot the first two weeks by... McCaffrey and the Browns so that kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth but since then they've been a lot better um so and then you have the Steelers side of the ball like with Matt Canada where they're cheering to fire Canada at hockey games that's how much he is reviled (laughs) by the Pittsburgh fan base um the Rams defense is I'm still kind of figuring them out I just this game's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I I have no clue who I'm really feeling on the Steelers side. Like, I mean, obviously Pickens is your main guy, but right. it's been so tough on the running backs getting anything to work or get going that I don't, like, feel super great going to Najee or Warren or anything. Yeah. Yeah, your dog agrees, huh? Yep. <laughs> She's Bad like, no, feeling. don't play them. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, dude, this game is yeah, I've like, I I got my Rams side, but I don't, I cannot figure out the Steelers side at all. 
Because like I don't have a good read on the Rams defense. I don't either. Like they've been they've been so hard to figure out. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Like, Kobe are they Dur- literally just... I, Kobe Durant makes a bunch of plays, but is <laughs> Sorry, good? Yes. That is name makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, that, this is one where maybe, like, we discover they're kind of like a litmus test or something. Akella Witherspoon has done pretty well, hasn't he? Um, I think so. He's 6'2". He actually matches up okay with Pickens, but Pickens is Pickens. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I, I think it might just be, hey, like, Pickens and move on. I mean, if Muth plays, that might be the way to go. Like, you might just say, hey, Muth is our guy. Because haven't yeah. the Rams kind of struggled a bit, a bit against tight ends? They... I thought they had. I think Goddard did well. Yeah, but they've not really played much. Like, they did they did hold Kittle in check. But they also, they probably got rammed by CMC, I'm going to guess. Um, yeah, they got rammed by CMC. But, yeah. But, anyway. Because I know what I mentioned going into that week with Goddard. Like, he maybe this is our Goddard week. And they did, they've... They let up a good amount to Indy, who actually uses their tight ends. Is but the thing is, it's the ends. It's this it's s, ends. the plural of it. They have multiple tight booties to use, um, <laughs> so they said so they do that. And like last week, Ernst didn't do anything, but Trey McBride got four for sixty-two. So, hmm. I mean, that might be kind of where we see a manifest. Like, I, I think I think Muth might be because, like, especially like if you're looking at like our DFS run back, if you're playing either of the Rams receivers is expensive, so you need to save save some dough, and you know, Muth, Muth is 3-9 that's not super cheap, but that's fairly cheap. Um, I don't think I want to play Deontay the first game back if he's back, um, but he is only and, 5k though. And Pickett, like I need to see it connect with Pickett first. Yeah, that's the thing. He just hasn't been on the same page with him, but we haven't mm. seen him this year, so I, need, I just need to see it. Yeah, Pickett's is bidden the guy so i guess him and muth but like it's tough i i have a hard time deciding if i want to actually do that full stack or if i want to go just just cup <laughs> but then the problem I might is, not be doing anyone from this game to be honest yeah on the off the... chance that like the steelers defense just crushes Mm-hmm. the Rams O-line and Stafford can't pass, then there's not much offense going on. Yeah, and, like, I want to see uh, on Watt, too, because if he's out, then that changes a lot, too. But Oh, yeah, if Watt is out, then I am probably using the Rams passing stack in most things. Yeah, because, like, like, I was looking at the prices, too, is where it gets tough on me. Like, because Cup, Cup's the most expensive. He's 9-5. Yeah. Um, which is a lot, but it's still cup. Like last week at nine k, it was kind of kind of smash in. But you're looking at him at nine five, then Naku at seven six. But you've got, you know, Diggs at eight nine, Devontae at eight two. Like, and obviously Keenan at eight six. I haven't even gotten that game yet. Like, there's a lot of guys in that range. Like, I think I'd rather just go in between them. Yeah. Um, like I, I think I'd prefer to save the six hundred to Diggs, and then from Puka, I would just. S- spend the 400 like or sorry spend the 600 yeah so it's literally like the the stack of cup and nakua could also just be Diggs and adams and when i put it that way i'm like there's no way i'm doing both but even just like one i would be more likely to just play cup i think if i'm only doing one but like even then it's so hard for me to not just say hey i want to play Diggs. so i don't know i don't think it's bad options at all but i would just rather go Diggs. yeah me too but but anything else with this game before we go on no this will be a game. Yeah, so I, I looked it up. They pretty much play every four years. 
Okay. Um, they played in 2019 and then 15, then 11, 7, 3. So they do not play often. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Steelers have won the last four, but pretty irrelevant uh, at this point in time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah this, this is, I think this will be kind of a fun game to keep an eye on. Um, but the problem is Red Zone is going to mostly be on the Chargers at the Chiefs. Um, and this is the, the <sighs> pilot of the window. Yeah, maybe. I think we're both on the maybe there. The total's at 48. It did go down a point, I think. And then Chiefs are favored by five and a half. I'm going to say the same. We're both taking Kansas City, mm-hmm. I think, pretty assuredly. Yeah. I'm nervous about this game. I really hope it's a banger. But something tells me it won't be, and it's actually going to be kind of a stinker, yeah, which um, sucks, but it's making me lean under. I mean, yeah. 48 is a big number. That's the way I said that. 48 is a big total. <laughs> but um, like, I think over 47, I think it's pretty solid. And then injury-wise, there's not really much new, I don't think. There's a chance There's a chance we get Guyton back. They, they uh, opened his window, I think, but I don't think we'll have him back yet. The Chiefs, I believe, are good, like because Bolton played last week. Um, so I got an up, we got an update a little bit ago that Derwin James got added with an ankle injury, but I don't know if that's limited or didn't or what the exact status on that is. Um, let's see. Keenan rested, so that's fine. Um, nice. They have, let's see. It looks like it was limited. I'm, I don't see anything specific on him. Um, yeah, mine just says questionable. <laughs> so yeah and then they had uh they had their safety Gilman out last week and he got some limited in today so we'll see if he comes back and then Her- herbert was full um he has the le- le- left finger or is that left hand finger injury i think it was his middle um so not really a whole lot injury wise this game to worry about um so i think we both kind of had that that spook feeling a bit what's what why was what was your lean to that what got you there the Chargers couldn't run a play on offense Monday night without there being a flag. <laughs> it was honestly horrible to watch. Um, part of that's on the refs. Part of that's just on the Chargers being really undisciplined and doing like just shooting themselves in the foot over and over. They probably should have beat Dallas, I'll be honest. Uh, Herbert had a pretty unclutch moment. They had a shit ton of penalties. I I don't know. I think that this might be kind of gross. Like, it's just sort of Kansas City wins, and it's kind of boring. There's a, It's a lot of Pacheco and Kansas City defense, and the Chargers don't really do much. I'm not... I don't know. I, I hope it's a situation where the Chargers just play up and down to whoever they're going against. So they play up this game and make it interesting. <laughs> but without Mike Williams, who's kind of been their answer to the Chiefs the past few years, it makes it a little bit tougher. I don't have faith in Quentin Johnston. Dude. To yeah, he's been bad. They're like, listen, I know I know not everyone blossoms right away, but after the bye week it's still doing nothing in that matchup. It's that was kind of brutal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Chargers were just incompetent with, and I think a big part of it is that they're missing Corey Lindsley, who's a really good center. Yeah, and they're using Will Clap. Hilarious name. Yeah, great name. He didn't look great. Uh, a lot of the line had to hold as a result. You're gonna have Chris Jones lined up on him. 
Uh, is Frank Clark going to be active? <laughs> um, I don't know if if it's too soon or not. Because because he because is that that is that one official? I forget. Is that one official? I thought he made his way there, right? I thought he did. Or if he didn't, it's like okay, yeah, they're going to sign him. Yeah, I forget. That might have been one I just assumed so quickly that <laughs> I'll double check that real quick. But um, they did get Meekle. Um, they did get Meekle. Which he knows the system, so he could actually just play right away. Um, yeah. Okay, so Frank Clark. Let me let me find out about him. So he... Okay, so they, have, they haven't signed him yet. I think it was just... It was we just, assumed oh, yeah, of it so gonna, much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll happen soon enough. Um, they'll, they'll get him back. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. But the Chargers defense sucks. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys got 20, but it should have been at least 23, maybe 27. They just didn't convert in the red zone there. Like, super close. Maybe not should have been, but could have been. Um, yeah, they their defense sucks. So, I like, I wrote in Mahomes' time because it definitely very well could be, but it also could be Pacheco time. Um, I'm honestly fine with doing Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco. Um, yeah. I know it's kind of weird, but Pacheco catches passes enough, actually. So, Chargers run D is pretty bad. Yeah, and like he he correlates with like the the game script of they're just smashing. Like Mahomes throws enough random touchdowns, he'll throw into running backs. Like I'm I'm cool with whoever on the Chiefs here. I was I was I was bummed that Rice was up to like four seven on DK. Um, so I do still like him, but I don't love that price. But I'm I might say just go Mahomes, Rice, Kelsey. But I also like the Pacheco option with this price, and also I don't hate the Chiefs D option. Yeah, I don't. They're not going to be too expensive. The Chiefs D has been, like, weirdly enough, that's been <laughs> one of their best aspects of the yeah. team. Their defense has been crushing. Yeah, because usually that's always the Spags thing is it takes forever. But right, this been not quick. This year. Yeah, they're only two four. Their worst fantasy output was four points in week one, but they have three games of double digits: 10, 11, 14. The fourteen was last week, um, and that was a garbage time touchdown that made it not twenty or something. So right. Yeah, I don't. I think the Chargers pass a lot. Um, they're the Chargers. They're just prone to mistakes. Um, the Chiefs defense has been really good, so I I don't yeah I don't mind the Chiefs defense here. Even like even if it's high scoring, they could still work out from sacks and turnovers. Or if they get ahead and the Chargers put up points and Keaton Allen does well, then they could still get there. Um, so yeah, I I do like Keaton here too, just because he's, he's the Keaton. offense. Yeah. yeah, he's key and he's the offense. He and Eckler are the offense. Um, they're expensive though. He is really expensive. Like eight six on DK, and then Eckler's also eight six. Like that's a lot. Like, I don't I don't know who I'd prefer if I had to pick one, but I might just like I'd drop down take price. Eckler. Yeah, because but... I think the thing with Eckler is that like he's much more likely to lap running back. Than right. Keenan is to lap receiver with the guys. That's that's kind of how I'm gonna view it. Like exactly eight, eight six at eight six for Eckler could just end up being way too cheap, and he gets thirty points. And right, yeah, like a thir- thirty point running back games have been like non-existent this year. It's been kind of wild. Um, Unless you're a- you're Chan. Yeah, pretty Not much. Myself. It's been it's been him and Mostert. It's been I think basically just those two. There <laughs> might have been like one other, but it's. Pretty much just been those two. Um, so yeah, I think Eckler has a good chance to lap the position, and he won't be popular. So I think I prefer him to Keenan, which is kind of weird, but I think receiver is a lot stronger, just as a whole unit of, of a position right now. So 
Because like, even yeah, if you don't go receiver, CN. there's a ton of nice options. Running back, it's it's. Eh. Like you can poke holes in literally everybody, pretty much except Walker, and he's seven k. Not cheap there. Um, and then yeah, like receiver, like even if Keenan Allen gets you gets you know twenty five points at eight six or thirty points at eight six, like you still have Diggs, Cup, and Devontae right around him. So it's not like you're doomed. Like your guy can still do as much or more. Um, right. Like I don't. I don't see Eckler getting 25-30 and anyone really... There might be one guy who gets close, but I don't think it's likely. So that, that would be my lean if I'm going one. That was something I was trying to figure out, so I'm glad we talked through that because like, I've been looking at Chiefs stacks. I'm like, how do I run this back? Do I do Keenan or Eckler? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't do both. You can't do Mahomes, Kelsey, Eckler, Keenan. It doesn't... You can't no, price-wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just have to punt. Like mm-hmm. You literally can't pick the other two. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it does work, though. Like, if you do want to go Jerome Ford, who's cheap, like, going him and Eckler will kind of yeah. bounce running back stuff out. Um, but that that's for stacking. Like, if I, I think if you're not stacking this game, I do like the Pacheco Chief D thing. But, yeah, I think that's an interesting game script call that can definitely happen if the Chargers just continue to look like shit. Which, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of leaning towards that just because... Like, Staley looks like he's aged 50 years in See, the with a beard. five weeks. Yeah, yeah it was so like, weird. They look really ratty. I feel like he's just getting screamed at in owners' meetings every <laughs> week, and he's just kind of waiting to get fired. Team morale's got to be terrible. Like, Herbert's looked the worst that I've ever seen him. Last week was rough. Like, I was saying, I'm like, I think Dak's playing better than Herbert this week. Yeah, he, he did. And we know how talented Herbert is, huh? Yeah, like, he's he's insanely talented. Like, some of the shit he does is, like, pretty much just he and maybe, like, one or two guys can do. Like, yeah. Like, he's got that Jalen level to him, but... The team just yeah fails constantly. <laughs> I think that's the... Like, I think, honestly, J- like, well, Jalen runs more, too, but he has more disaster moments than Herbert does. Oh, the for team, sure. The team just doesn't, like, implode when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> the Chargers, man. The Chargers. Um, uh. Before I move on, I do want to mention, with Guyton, um, I think he might become the number two when he comes back. Um, he's been hurt for so long, but he was, like, kind of the key to this offense being really good uh, <laughs> when he was healthy. And, like, he's Herbert's D-target, so he's someone for sure I think you... I like keep on your radar in leagues and maybe pick up when we say that he's going to be active. Um, maybe not his first week back in DFS, but like he's like, we know he's a deep threat. Herbert likes him. We've seen their connection and they need him back. So I'm actually keeping an eye on his return. Yeah. I think he's still going to be out this week, right? Yeah. I think there's a chance of getting him back. I think they just activated his window this week. So he could come back. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, Hey, we're going to activate you if you're good for this game. Let's go. But because right. you know, the divisional matchup, but um, he got in uh, limited today. So we'll, we'll see. It's been so long. So I, I, I feel like that probably aired to caution, but yeah, we'll see with him. But next up, we've got Green Bay at Denver. This game is at um, 45 point total. Denver favored by one. Oh. Right, not Denver. Sorry. Green Bay favored by one. Wrong team. Wrong team. Denver's not favored, obviously. My bad. Um, when, when I was going through the the doc, I 
I thought it was the night game for a second, and I was so mad for like <laughs> half a second before I realized that it was just a four o'clock yeah. game, and I don't have to watch this one. Oh, um, this game, man. Yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll lead off with kind of I think I thought we'd both share that pretty much most of Green Bay is in play here. Yeah. All we need is for Jordan Love to actually like make the play. Right. Which was the issue against the Raiders. Watson could have had a massive game if Love had been at all there. Um, so with that, Aaron Jones, if he plays, banger, 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 for banger, sure. Banger, mega banger. Yeah. If he doesn't, though, I do like Dylan. Because Dylan's problem has been going down on first contact. And the Broncos can't tackle anybody. Yeah, so... this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this, will, this will be the week to do it. He is not going to reach what Aaron Jones can reach, but I do think Dylan will still be like an adequate play if Jones is out. And the last I saw from Aaron Jones, it didn't look great. It's not like he it, there, it's pretty 50 50 to me right now, unless there was an update today. I'll take a look. I mean, he, he's just been limited again today. Um, oh, we got more news from them. So Devondre Campbell didn't practice again. Um Jair Alexander popped up with his back issue, um, and he's limited. So he he and Stokes didn't play last week, so I'm keeping on him. But Jair, Jair with his back, that's kind of been an ongoing thing. So he could be out, and that would be a large factor because um, he's so good. Yeah, um, but they've got a lot. They've got a lot of limited guys who look questionable. But I, I think the one I'm actually most concerned about would be would be Jair um, for Denver. I think I saw Dulcich didn't practice because he. He surprisingly came back, and then he got re-injured because um, oh they were fucking God. idiots. I always hate when that Shocker. happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Zodolcich Shocker. didn't practice, and then they have some other guys limited with Justin Simmons and Baron Browning as the main ones. I don't think Browning played last week, I want to say. Um, I can double-check that, but yeah, Dulcich is going to be the main one. So it's going to be back to Trapman, I guess, um, who I'm not really that intrigued by. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Browning's been on IR. That's right. So he would be returning from that. Cause oh yeah, I think they activated him last week and he was possible last week and didn't come back. So okay. Yeah, the the further we get into it, the more likely he is. Um, and also keeping on anything Judy related. Um, it's because I think he's a trade candidate at this point. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Um, this game, I actually don't hate for some fantasy purposes. I think Jordan Love. Even though he misses his target a lot, will definitely be fantasy strong because of his legs. And I like the Dobbs connection he seems to have. We Dobbs is mm-hmm. very likely not going to be with Sertan. Uh, yes, yeah, sure, that probably Sertan. will be Watson. Yeah, and that Denver secondary outside of Sertan is just horrible. Yeah, I don't know if Sertan will shadow Watson or not, but I don't know if he'll shadow him. But he'll he Sertan definitely plays more outside. Yeah, and Dobbs figures more to hit the inside a little bit more. Yeah, and especially um, like with Reed too, um, right? Because because a lot of teams we run, but like we'll move guys around. But Reed is mostly slot, and the other guys get a little bit. Um, I mean Sertan might follow him because I think they have been having dude just stay on so. Yeah, he Dobbs. Did follow Garrett Wilson. Yeah, so honestly, he probably will follow Watson. Um, and that yeah, that would leave Mathis for for Dobbs. So that would be the for sure easier matchup. 
Yeah, I'm all on the Dobbs train. Yeah. I also, if I mean, if Javante was on any other team, I would like him this week. This week. Yeah, dude. God. I'd rather just go Jaleel for the price. Yeah, like I don't want to play a Denver running back or anything, uh, just because they've been splitting up so much. Um, I so I wrote in Watson as a banger. I, 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 the certain point's a good one, but going back to they can't tackle. Like they can't tackle. Yeah. If he gets oh yeah, a slant, and Watson he can will go it, yeah. in the slot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll find ways to get him off of certain. I assume I Lafleur. Uh, I guess the Raiders had probably his worst coaching game I've ever seen from him. He was horrible. I, I assume he'll get his head out of his ass for this one. That so, was so bad. Dude, he was being a fucking idiot the whole game. And, like, <laughs> eventually he figured out, oh, we need to do this. And then Jordan Love was like, nah. Nah, so, fam. <laughs> um, yeah, like Luke Musgraves in play, too, just because it's Denver and yeah. Vance Joseph defense. So, um I was looking through prices, like, some of these Green Bay guys, like, Watson's super cheap on DK. Um, I think Dobbs probably is, too. They don't really price him much, him up much. Yeah, he's 4-9. I don't know about the Denver guys. They're under 6K, but... What? <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to say Mims, but I can't yet. I know. There was a, there, were, there were more quotes from Peyton about it, but they were they just pissed me off. He was like... Oh, he's dying to break out. Like, you know, just like he's talking yeah, about stuff. You I'm like, fucking let him. <laughs> at some point, we're going to get it, like the game where he plays, like even half the game, and it's going to be amazing. But he's, he's been so good in his limited time. He's just not getting the time. It's so tilting. So, um, you got to let me fly. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, I, I want it to happen, but like, I need to see a trend before I can buy in. It's not like this. It's not like this is a juicy matchup for it either. Like the matchups no. on the ground and that's split. So, yeah, <laughs> this is a game where I'm actually think I don't want to stack it for two reasons. One, there's not like a run pack. Two, there's like there's so many guys that could be for Denver, which kind of makes it tough to stack. Like stacks when you can have it concentrated. Obviously, you could do like Love and Jones and Watson. That like or Love and Jones and Dobbs. That might be plenty fine. But this is also a terrible pace game. Oh, um, it's horrible. These teams both. Like the like matchup wise, this is the like neutral script run heaviest least passing script or like teams you're gonna get. Like they both run a ton in neutral and which makes sense, you know, like given their quarterbacks play and stuff like that. Um the pace is pretty bad, neutral pace is the only game worse is Chicago and actually there's a couple of games worse. There's there's basically like four games that are all like not good pace. It's this, um Giants and Washington Rams and Pitt, and then um, Chicago and Vegas. Actually, Jacksonville New Orleans isn't great pace either, but that's tonight. Um, that's yeah. This yeah, this is not a great pace game, but the 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 run pass splits are where it really got me. Um, so there, there there are some games where the pace is beautiful, like Chiefs and Chargers. Great, honestly. Uh, Buffalo New England's got a pretty good pace too. In the next game, we're getting to the the Sunday night game's got a good pace, but this this is one where it's like not really catching my eye um i try to think of jordan love as like year two jalen (laughs) (laughs) honestly like that's that's his comp his comp was more jalen than mahomes i know people yeah he was more jalen he would have to take another step to be like good but he's not bad he at least airs it out it's not always where it needs to be Mm -hmm. but he he does hit his guy every now and then 
<laughs> yeah, I would. I think I'd be more inclined to one off. Like, if, okay, let me put it this way: if Aaron Jones plays, I'd be fine one offing him. But I'd also mm-hmm. be fine stacking him. If not, like I think an AJ Dillon one off would make a lot of sense too. Yeah, and he would because, be fairly inexpensive. Yeah, because he doesn't really catch passes as much as I mean, he will, but he doesn't do as much with him. And he's five three, so that'd be a point where it's like, okay, like he just kind of like can encompass this game for you in that sense. But like if we get Aaron Jones going, love him. He's six eight, he's fine. He ends up being a good pivot too. Um right. but yeah, honestly, like, I'm fine with any Packer. I don't know how I feel about the stack yet, but Yeah, I don't love the stack, but I do like I like Love for his rushing ability and I like Dobbs just on a purely like nine catch basis. Yeah, like <laughs> I, like if I won off it, it would be a running back or Dobbs. If I stack it, I would go like Love, Watson, and then either Dobbs or Jones. Yeah. So, but Sunday night game. This one's the juicy one. That's got a good pace. Ooh, um, yeah. Don't know who I'm picking yet. Um, I think I'm going Green Bay in, in the last one. By the way, um, Miami at Philly is a fun one. Um, Fifty-two oh, total. I'll play Green Bay. Yeah, fifty-two total. I think we were at last. I checked. Yeah, fifty-two still. Eagles favorite by two and a half. Um, two and a half. It's actually grown. Yeah, half a point. Um, which yeah, not a whole lot. I, I'll t- I would take the over a lot in this game. Like I would say 54, 54 and a half might be where I would stop. But I think this might be a little too low on the total. Um, I mean, these teams don't really have pass defenses. I think thirty-one twenty-eight is a realistic score, and we both know it can go way over that. Yeah, if this game were on the main slate, I would do anything I can to stack the shit out of this. Yeah, um, me too. I hate like, that it's the night game just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, um, Jeff Wilson looks like he'll be back. Um, they open Ramsey's window, but I don't think he returns, and it looks like Connor Williams will be back, which is a nice boost for Miami there. Um, obviously, unfortunately, no no HAN. That's the big bummer. Um, Devonta was apparently questionable. Um, it was a hammy thing, so keep an eye on that. That would maybe be like the trapdoor scenario in this game where like Devonta plays like two plays and reaggravates that. But we know we don't want to play it around that. We'll keep an eye out for more news. If he gets a full practice in tomorrow, um, that's kind of what we look for. I, I think he was limited today. I'll double check that. But is there any specific matchup you like here, or is it just like guns blazing go? My official take on this game is you want the Philly run game and the Miami passing game. That's pretty much where I'm at. Because, so Philly just had a bad loss where Hurts kind of looked like shit. Um, he didn't look like shit, he, but he did have a bad throw. Go Jets! <laughs> yeah! To- um, when that happens, you usually have like a go-back-to-basics kind of week. And I expect Philly to run the football a lot. Like, I think this is a heavy dosage of Swift. I think you're going to see Gainwell, and I think you're going to see Hertz rushing. They're still going to pass because they can, but I think that it's not only a return to basics need for, like, a dominant run game. It's also game script-wise what they kind of need to do Mm -hmm. because they want to keep Tua off the field. They want to control the tempo of the game. They want to be in a position where... If it's eight minutes left and they have the ball, they can just end the game yeah. <laughs> by having 20 straight running plays for first downs. Their their first drive against the Jets took like nine and a half minutes. It was so insane. Oh <laughs> it wasn't even a score. That's what the funny part was. There's <laughs> so just like, I am, yeah. 
all in on the Philly run game. I think Swift is a banger. Um, and I think yeah. that if they want to win this game, they have to run the football. No, that, that's fine. Like, I think the the matchups Miami's face has kind of hidden it a bit, but like they don't really have a good defense, especially not like run defense. Like the Chargers got like 200 rushing yards on them week one. Um, then they played the Pats and the Broncos. The Bills got a lot of com- enough combined rushing yards. It was just kind of spread out. They end up getting like 90, but the Bills you know, don't really run. And then they had the Giants without Barkley. Then last week, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard got 88 yards on them. Um, and then receiver-wise, um, I mean, there's been a lot of catch-ups. Like, Phelan balled out. Obviously, Diggs balled out um, in the game they lost. Um, Sutton had a good game. So, like, their defense has been really benefiting from game scripts of, like, getting teams behind and putting their ears back, and they've got a team that can be aggressive in pass rush. Like, this team is built, like, super well. It's kind of funny. Like, they have a fire, like, a super-powered offense, and their defense is planning on being ahead and pinning back. So, like, they're doubling down on that, basically. Um, But the downside is that, you know, like, if they're not getting ahead and, like, pinning back doesn't work, then, like, pinning ears back doesn't work, then they're kind of in a tough spot. And I think, like you said, Philly's... Game plan probably should be Swift heavy. Miami's run D actually hasn't really been good. It's just not really been able to manifest yet. So, right. like a lot of teams have been playing comeback honestly, you don't get to you know do all that. But you know, I, I I like that. I'm I'm pretty much on board with anyone in this game just because Philly's been a pass funnel like. So the the two Arik Waddle like however you want to oh, combo yeah. that is great. Um, but yeah, I, I I like I like Swift there for sure. I, I think AJ Brown is also. A, you know smash play just because he's been awesome and Devontae's a little hobbled yeah Devontae's a little hobbled um they're i'm gosh i i just miami's offense is just so fun to watch uh yeah they did nuts i think it's gonna be hard for miami to run but they're still gonna be able to because they they'll sprinkle it in enough where it'll be really efficient but not too much because then Philly can get a whiff of it and like stop the run really easily. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a huge passing day from Tua. Oh yeah, me too. Um, hilariously, I was kind of looking at some of my line matchups and I, I can dig into some specifics at the end um, that I kind of forgot about. Um, their line matchup doesn't look that bad. Like it actually rates in the top five, but I think a lot of that might be just how insane they've been, that doesn't really reflect uh, a Philly as much, per se. So let me let me pull up Phillies, because I think they're still pretty good. Like, yeah, still, Philly's still 7th best on the adjusted line yards. It's just that Miami on offense is, like, way above everybody else. So, <laughs> and, like, the running back yards, they're just, like, leading the fucking pack by a billion, obviously. So yeah. they've just been running well. So this is going to be, like, a fun test on, okay, like, how does Philly stop this? run game because they've been that stout in the middle but like what happens when you spread them out um yep so injury wise like jalen carter is someone they definitely want back here he got the limited in the dnps on thursday were reed blankenship and bradley roby um for philly um jeff got the full practice in so that's always good uh andrew van ginkle who's been playing really well actually <laughs> for them for the dolphins out <laughs> he was sick and didn't practice today but yeah that's an illness so we'll, we'll see on that um but yeah, I, I'm. I'm wondering when they get Chase Claypool active. Not that it'll matter. I just kind of want to see what they do with him. Um, uh, he's yeah. active, I think. Right. I don't. I don't think he played last week yet. He wasn't there last week. Yeah, but... like 
he's getting full practices in. I just mostly being like, oh, is he gonna like play and be active this week? <laughs> so that'd be kind of funny to see Chase Claypool just like house a touchdown on primetime game. <laughs> I could, I can picture McDaniel sitting down with them and being like, all right, so uh, we're gonna put you in the slot, and he's like, what? And he's like, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Ever. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't have that game up price wise, but I want to see what he comes in at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love McDaniel's such a troll like the uh the game day video like where he's mic'd up like talking to the refs and stuff <laughs> he's so funny <laughs> yeah and then that nice wholesome clip of him talking about like being a dad and everything uh oh love him how he's just like you know you gotta you, you care for your players you know to lead is to serve kind of thing and I'm like oh yeah I love you, Mike. yeah love it he's he gets it I like him um so yeah, this is gonna be a banger game, but I, I do I agree with you on the on the Swift specifically for sure. Like if this game goes how they want it to. Um, but lastly, we've got the Monday night game of San Fran at Minnesota. We're both using San Fran here. Um, Ayuk is a banger of the week for me against this terrible secondary. Oh yeah. Um, injury wise, big ones to watch: CMC, Debo, and Trent Williams. Um, it's pretty nebulous on all of them right now. <laughs> um, yeah, CMC so, is a closed book on his injuries. Yeah. Apparently, um, he does not share. Yeah, I don't think anyone practiced today. I don't see anything on Trent's status, but CMC and Debo didn't practice. But this is technically their, like, Wednesday. So we'll, we'll need that Friday news for them. Um, this is this is a rarity of us recording on a Thursday. We usually do Fridays, but I got to be traveling tomorrow. So we're getting this, getting this in now. Um, they're calling it, they said it was encouraging for CMC, and they're calling him day-to-day. Um, this is one where you might just have to like prepare an option later. Hopefully, you got one of their backups. Um, if not, hopefully you can flex them and stick someone else from this game in. Um, whether it be Jawan Jennings if Devo sits or Brandon Powell for the Vikings, like he's probably still out there. Like that might be your best bet. Is like hopefully you've got someone in this game um, to to sub in late if CMC doesn't go. Um, I think he's going to personally i think that him and williams are gonna play it might be debo that sits out yeah i'm, I'm a little concerned with him um because trent williams came back in did he okay he and they said he avoided a high ankle sprain so i'm with trent williams he's one of those guys where you're like yeah just take the week you, to, yeah you're you're good mate <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't need to practice so <laughs> Yeah, that, that'll be one to keep keep watch on. Yeah, with with Debo, yeah, I, I agree. He seems a little less less. He's sure. the most questionable to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's one where like if if it's close, I would lean the other option. But if you have like garbage and Debo, like I would risk it and then hopefully have an option to plug in uh, later against the same kind of options we mentioned. Um, injury wise for Minnesota. Um, Davenport's probably going to IR, so that's a big bummer. And then they did, they have activated, uh, Kenne and Wangwu. So he's, he's a good returner. And then I'm sure they'll work him in a little bit at running back just cause he's pretty explosive. So yeah, shit. I didn't see. He- yeah. I don't know if he'll like, be back and like play this week, but they, they opened his window off IR. So he'll definitely be there for the kick returns is what it looks like at minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Once, once they have him back for sure. Like, yeah, he's kick returner for sure. He's he's good at that. Um, but yeah, so obviously mentioned that you. Who are some other specific guys you like in this game? Um, I really like whoever the running back is. So CMC, obviously, if he's playing, you're starting him, duh. But 
if he's not, I mean, Eli Mitchell, Jordan Mason are, I think, both in play depending on, you know, whoever's cheaper. Because Jordan Mason's been handling a lot of it and looked pretty good. Eli Mitchell, I think, is the official number two now that he's healthy. Yeah, that's the Uh, thing is, yeah, he was coming back from an injury. So I think they're probably taking it slow with him. Like, I would assume he's ahead. But I also think that the the Niners could blow this team out of the water. And Mason might still, like, they'll, they'll probably rotate. In the event that, like, there's no CMC, they'll probably use both of them at various points in the game. I would like Mitchell more. Yeah, but I think I think they'd both be viable options though. Yeah, I do too. So that could Minnesota's be a fun shot on thing. Awful, and I I'm with you on Ayuk, especially if Debo's going to be out. Oh yeah, like bull. And if they're missing both Debo and CMC, oh bro, like <laughs> not button. <laughs> yeah, the Ayuk and um yeah, their defense has been brutal for um Minnesota. Yeah, so especially if Davenport's gone, that's just brutal. Um, yeah, what is he? Was he like their slot linebacker? Oh, they've already put him on IR. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. He, I believe, was outside linebacker. Yeah, I don't know what exactly. Ex- I don't remember these exact alignment all the time, but he's listed as outside linebacker. But he's, he was one of their decent players, so that's a big loss. Yeah. Um, I've, Ivan Pace has been getting a lot of pressures. So I know people have been looking at that, but now I think it's going to be. Um, DJ Wanham stepping in for Wee. yeah because like they've got Danell Hunter listed as linebacker but he's a pass rusher so like yeah. Jordan Hicks is like their main guy yeah so, him and Ivan Pace I think are their biggest yeah I'm, I'm not sure how they're gonna do it because yeah it's, it's a little tough so <laughs> they're they're kind of screwed mm-hmm. what I saw out of the Vikings offense last week was horrendous I'm I am super off minnesota's offense for this game uh like i don't i don't like them at all i don't like madison and i like kirk was so bad against a defense that is night and day worse than what the niners are going to bring to the table like the bears defense is so bad and he still turned the ball over like three times and looked like an idiot (laughs) and like we probably have to have blockings in this game too so yeah and he's probably like his quickest out for when the pressure comes on and he's probably gonna need to block i even put in here that they'll if they're smart they're gonna use both hawkinson and oliver just to have blockers yeah really it's it's gonna be tough this is probably a like 5-1 build for me again yeah so brutal man um (laughs) Prime time, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be, you know, I wish, I wish this were, um, cause I'm going to be coming back Sunday. So I'll probably be real tired Sunday night. I wish this, I wish this were the Sunday night game for me. Cause I'm going to be, I would be like, oh, I can just go to sleep now. Right. Um, but I'll actually like have slept tonight and be looking at this. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, man. yeah. The Sunday night game is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll probably stay up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be juicy, but maybe not this game so um <laughs> anyway uh thank you all for tuning in um you can find us online at mozzie and the muscle.com you can find us on twitter at mozzie and muscle um before we close out i want to share some of the the better line matchups that come through here so seattle's got the best uh just line yards matchup and then chicago actually comes in second but i don't know if that'll 
manifest. Um, and a lot of this will be offense-driven. Like, Minnesota comes in because they've actually, up to last week, have been running well and getting good line yards. So their line have been playing great. But I don't know if I want to big on that versus San Fran. And the same with Miami and Philly. Like, those two have been offensive-driven. I don't think we're really going to see the manifestation from um, the, the defense. Like, DVOA-wise, which, you know, is hit or miss, it's way negative for Minnesota there. But um, yeah. and then pressure... And then on the bottom side, Indy's got a terrible one against Cleveland. <laughs> Arizona's looks bad. And then Vegas is actually looks bad because their line's just been terrible at run blocking. Um, and then Jacobs hasn't really been right either. So I, I assume this is a good chance for that to reverse. And also there's the PPR aspect. But um, they do have the best pressure matchup. They they have the, there's the lowest pressure total here because Chicago's getting no pressure. Um, and then next is Green Bay. They're the next lowest. And then Buffalo after that. So... More reason to like Diggs there. Um, and then, you know, looking at Watson and Dobbs for Green Bay. On the other end, Giants have the worst pressure matchup, of course, because it's the Giants. Um, and then next actually is Minnesota. So they're going to get pressured a lot. So they probably will try to go run heavy. It's just a matter of if it works. Um, and then New England's third worst there. Um, so, you know, kind of gross. Pace-wise, I kind of talked to some of the pace games already. Um, as far as um, pass tendencies, Miami-Philly is going to be like, right now that projects as one of the more pass-heavy games, probably mostly because of Miami. But neutral script-wise, they both pass a lot. Um, same with Giants-Washington. That one adds up a lot. That, that one's mostly carried about Washington. But again, the Buffalo-New England one actually, um, a couple green flags here for us. There's the pace. Um there's a decent pass percentage in neutral script, and then no huddle percentage, actually. These teams do a decent amount of no huddle Ooh. in uh, neutral script. Um, the Indy Cleveland one's funny because if you look at total pace, it's super fast because Indy's always behind, but then when you look at neutral, it's like, okay, it's slow now. <laughs> but there's a lot of no huddle in that, that game, too. Um, Maybe the uh, Patriots should try doing a huddle. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, De- Denver, Denver Green Bay's law in the no huddle, but actually Kansas City and the Chargers... Neutral, no huddle, they're combined 1%. They never skip the huddle, apparently. Oh, God. That's kind of funny. Um, and then lastly, <laughs> yeah, lastly, I'll get to a few um, overdue for touchdown guys. I mentioned a couple um, in our preview. We had Ingram, uh, Michael Thomas, and um, Chris Olave. Other guys, DeAndre Hopkins is probably the most overdue overall. A.J. Brown's actually overdue. He has two touchdowns, but he's got 672 yards and 843 air yards. Yeah. Uh, Godwin's overdue. He has no touchdowns yet with his 332 yards. Darren Waller, of course, is overdue. Um, those are that's kind of factoring both. Um, as far as just yardage goes, I'll add in uh, C.D. Lamb. He's just got the one at 475. And then um, for air yardage-wise... Um, that'll add in Amari Cooper. He was kind of near there anyway. Um, he's got the one touchdown on 367 yards, but 634 air yards. So um, some guys to keep in mind there, touchdown-wise. Tennessee's on bye this week, but we, well, we talked about the Saints already. I mentioned them in our, in our last one. But, um, you know, A.J. Brown in that game Sunday night. You know, Chris Godwin, we mentioned him maybe. Um, I think he's, like, wonderful. But Waller, and then actually Slayton's kind of on that list too. So, um that might lend itself to the to the Giants there in that potentially yeah. pass heavy game, but yeah, we've de- we definitely got some guys to keep an eye on in the overdue category. Um, and so, like, especially when you get to good matches, like Puga is actually technically overdue. 
he's only got two, but he gets he has like six hundred yards, so he should have right. more. Um, he's so he's another one as well. But I always like to keep an eye on that, especially like we're only six weeks in, but once we get to like eight weeks in, nine weeks in, and someone's like really overdue, that's when I start like kind of hammering it. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, please tell a friend about the show, and we will see you soon.